the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Money Monday on The Answer, 12.35 p.m. as it is every week with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. And if you would like to know more about how to get the most out of your retirement investing, get a fiduciary on your case for you, Josh, and the Aptus Wealth team. Our fiduciaries legally required to do what is best for you, and they offer you a free consultation. 614-917-1040 is the number for their office in Lewis Center off Route 750. You can also make your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And Josh, we uh, always keep our eye on what the Fed is going to do, because when the Fed decides it's going to raise interest rates to get inflation under control, that has all kinds of residual effects down market. And uh, Jerome Powell last week in Wyoming was speaking once again, reiterating, hey, we're not going to give up. Uh, inflation is down to 3.2%, I think, or 35 or something. Anyway, it's supposed to be 2%. That is a rate that he'd be happy with. He's not happy with 3 And so that, uh, I would think, threatens the stock market, which has made some of the losses that it suffered last year back so far. Is there a way to get a read on how the markets have reacted to this latest statement from Jerome Powell? I think if we rewind the clock back to when you and I were talking about this, maybe you know the better part of a year ago, and it was the first Fed meeting where they raised interest rates, I think everybody's sentiments were kind of the same, and that we really didn't think that the Fed was going to have the, the gumption to continue to raise interest rates to go after that targeted 2%. It just seemed so far out of reach as inflation was you know careening out of control. Um, so I think everybody was quite shocked when they did what they did. And, and now I think, you know, they're adding some confirmation that we're not kidding, uh, which is shockingly, although, you know, raising interest rates is never good for the overall economy. And the whole purpose of it is to try and slow down the the uh, issues with the economy. Um, it does add some clarity as you're looking at it from an investment perspective that, all right, maybe they are going to do what they say they were going to do. And now how do we use that information to guide us in our investment decisions moving forward? You know, it just strikes me like the stock market was down on Friday. Now this morning when it opened up, it's it's up early. I don't really even understand how the early trading works because we're just, I guess they open at nine o'clock. But uh, it seems to me like the stock market really can't make up its mind. Initially, it doesn't like what it hears. And then what is it? Like the message settles in and uh, there's kind of a grudging acceptance of it? Or why the why such volatility in the markets and close proximity to this announcement? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think sometimes we look to the market for advice, which is kind of silly when you think about it. Let's just watch what the market's doing and then trying to rationalize why it did what it did after the fact, which really doesn't help anyone. We're trying to forecast looking forward and the harsh reality of it is you cannot forecast uh, on a day-to-day basis. You know, we probably all know somebody who's tried to day trade. While they may be successful with nominal amounts of money uh, through risking it like they're gambling, when you look at the long-term success of any investor, it always involves, you know, buying good things and holding it for a long period of time. And, you know, the last two years have been, you know, there's periods of time where you have psychology going one direction and then the market actually going another. So right now you hear people saying a lot of things like, well, you know, NVIDIA or Apple or Google, they're all up. Uh, but the reality is over the last two years or so, 
I don't pick an index. It really doesn't matter. The NASDAQ, the S&P 500, uh, they're all relatively flat with just a whole bunch of volatility. Really, the only things that are up over the last couple of years is gold commodities and T-bills. Um, so I think that points towards, you know, diversifying. Uh, but, you know, I think what do we do moving forward is the biggest question. And my suggestion would be avoid the hot topic of the day and revisit, uh, you know, investing for uh, investing in things that you can quantify have value. And the best example I can come up with is when the market's going really, really well. It's kind of like when you look at your own household and maybe you got, you know, everybody's doing great, jobs are good, you're hitting your bonuses, everything is, is, is fantastic. You, you notice that, and this is no fault of our own maybe, but we start to get a little lax with how we spend money. You know, maybe you go on a little bit more expensive vacation and you're kind of being wasteful. Mm-hmm. But then when those bonuses go away, people really start to buckle down and start asking their, themselves questions like, what do we need and what do we want? Well, in investing, we can do the same thing. When things are going really, really well, we feel like almost in spite of ourselves, we're geniuses, and we just keep on throwing money at stuff. And, well, it's hot, so it's got to be good. And that that actually works uh, for a period of time. But ultimately, everything comes back to center. And if you're buying junk, you will get junk results. Josh Pick is our guest. Aptus Wealth Management is Josh's firm. We do this every Monday. And we also, uh, Josh and I, host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show Friday at 7 p.m. It replays Saturdays at noon, a great way for you to understand more about investing concepts. It's the only way to build wealth in your retirement. It's not just to save, but to invest, take advantage of your investments growing much more exponentially than they can with a simple savings rate. Although, Josh, you mentioned on Friday that some of these rate hikes are coming back to help people with investments that typically don't get much of a short-term gain. Like you mentioned, a money market that's returning a pretty nice rate, and you just uh, referenced T-bills. So uh, people can, if they're smart, they can get you know a rate. It's not as good as the uh, the halcyon days of the market where you could pretty much count on 8 to 10% every year for a long time. But there are some uh, investments now that are yielding more than they've yielded in the semi-recent past. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we focus all of our efforts and our energies and our conversations on what's the stock market doing. But the reality is you shouldn't have 100% of your money in the stock market, particularly if you're in this seasonal life where you're nearing or even in retirement and you need to generate income off of your assets. Uh, So now is a great time to revisit your fixed income category. So think of fixed income as uh, T-bills, CDs, money markets, savings accounts, fixed annuities, et cetera. And these raise in interest rates have actually made those more attractive. So we've said many times on the radio show on on Friday and Saturday that if you're not getting at least 4% of your savings account, uh, you need to make some changes. If you're not getting 5% in the money market, you need to make some changes. And if you have an annuity or desire to purchase an annuity, it's a great time to look at those. Or if you have one, reevaluate it. There's many instances where you can take an old annuity that maybe you bought several years ago that's only earning one, two, three percent, or maybe has really low cap rates if it's an indexed annuity, and we can cover those at a later time. We're not diving into, diving deep into the weeds now, but the rates have gone up so much that repositioning those can be hugely advantageous for you moving forward. Yeah, and those are things that Josh and his team can help you with. 614-917-1040, AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. To take advantage of your free no-obligation consultation, Aptus Wealth Management, located not far from 270 and 23, just off Route 750 in Lewis Center, 614 917 
1040. You just referenced annuities, and I've seen more and more and more in the headlines that I survey about annuities. Is there a reason why annuities are more attractive now as an investment vehicle than they might have been in the past? Is that related to the volatility out there by all these interest rate hikes that have home mortgage interest and car loan interest and any kind of uh, interest on a loan much higher than it's been over the last you know 10 years or so? Yeah, I think you can look at a shift and and really point to two overwhelming trends. One is the emotional trend, where as market volatility picks up, and we can't deny that baby boomers are retiring in large, large quantities every day, so that's obviously going to increase the demand for income-generating guaranteed stuff. That's one element, the emotional element of it feels good, and I'm tired of this you know, economic uncertainty and volatility. But there is a very rational answer to it as well, and, and that is when these interest rates start climbing, you, you always got to consider your risk-free rate of return. And, and by that, I mean, if, if I think I'm only going to get a 7, 6, 7, 8% rate of return out of the market, or as some pundits are saying, you know, maybe the next 10 years is a period of very slow economic growth where maybe we're only seeing 3, 4, 5, and I have to deal with all this volatility during that time period to achieve it, well, does 5 or 6% guaranteed over the next 10 years sound better to me? Mm. And that's really a new thing for us. We haven't seen rates in fixed annuity contracts like this since way back in the early 2000s, 2001, maybe 2002. So there is a very rational, logical reason to think about diversifying into fixed instruments today. Um, but again, some of it's just uh, an emotional, I don't want to play this roller coaster game anymore. Yeah. And people have, you know, all kinds of preconceived notions about investments. And that's the one thing uh, my wife and I learned as clients of Aptus Wealth is that they are not going to try to push you into one investment over another. They're going to have a conversation with you, explain the merits, explain anything you need to know about that particular course. They're going to outline different courses for you and reach a, you know, reach an accord with you. Ultimately, it has to be your idea. They're not forcing you to do anything at Aptus. That's why my wife and I became clients because we really had a peace with them. And I'd urge you to sit for that free consultation and see if you arrive at that same conclusion. You can set it up 614-917-1040 or go online and make your appointment aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S. As always, Josh, thanks for the time today. Look forward to seeing you on Friday. You as well. Thanks, Chris. Uh, They do not have school today in the northwestern local school district west of Springfield. Uh, That is in honor of 11-year-old Aiden Clark, uh, the young boy who was killed in the bus crash uh, that occurred late last week. Um, Just cannot get over how uh, tragic that is. And we will keep you abreast of the latest details on the person who drove a Honda van into the path of that school bus driving across the center line, 35-year-old Hermanio Joseph uh, is charged with fourth-degree felony vehicular homicide. He is uh, being held with a $100,000 cash bond. He has entered a not guilty plea, uh, and it does not appear he is a U.S. citizen. Do not know if he is here legally or illegally, uh, but today the focus should be uh, on Aiden Clark, uh, 11-year-old boy who lost his life in that bus crash. Interesting story that is out on our friend Jack Windsor's site, theohiopressnetwork.com. Jack joins us every Friday, 12.35 p.m., and I encourage you every Friday to become paying subscribers to theohiopressnetwork.com. And this is why 
You will not read this story on any of the TV websites in town, nor will you see it in the Columbus Dispatch. But it is a true story, and it is indicative of the kind of ridiculous focus that they have on things that have nothing to do with the education of an Ohio State student in one of the most consequential fields that they can enter, which is the medical profession. The story reads like this. Ohio State University College of Medicine students are required to read a slew of diversity, equity, and inclusion and anti-racism literature, including an opinion piece that recommends a, get this, recommends that a white colleague not ask a black colleague how they are doing. Why would you not ask a black colleague, hey, how you doing? What is wrong with that? They're about to tell you. The opinion piece informs the reader of things to be mindful of, not only with black friends, but also black colleagues in the workplace. One recommendation is to stop asking, how are you doing? The reason is that the situation, and I quote, for black people is to experience racism every day. So when you ask a black person, hey, how you doing? That triggers them theoretically because they are experiencing racism every day. Now, this idiotic contention was published just a month ago by a medical nonprofit called Do No Harm. What do I always say about Democrats and leftists? But I repeat myself. Whatever they tell you not to do, however they label themselves, it's the exact opposite. They're already doing it. Do no harm, doing plenty of harm with nonsense like this. The author of the opinion piece, <clears throat> titled, Six Questions to Stop Asking Your Black Friends Right Now, recommends that coworkers, quote, use statements and just say you're thinking of us. DEI consultant Daisy Hunt Harris wrote in her piece. So Daisy Hunt Harris, a DEI consultant, I know you're shocked, wrote the piece, six questions to stop asking your black friends right now. And one of the questions is, hey, how you doing? Which is a normal throwaway way of just greeting someone. How many people do you greet by saying, hello? Or how many do you greet by saying, hey, how you doing? Innocuous. Non-threatening. Oh, not according to DEI consultant Daisy Harris. Why? She says you are supposed to acknowledge that you see what's happening and share your solidarity in dismantling racism. And then say up front that you do not expect a text, a call, a response back. Take the burden off. (laughs) This is a person who takes life way too seriously. She writes, a black person who receives a text, how you doing, is akin to, listen to what she likens this to. You send a text to a black friend, hey, how you doing? Is akin to someone who recently lost a loved one receiving the same message. So the DEI consultant believes, with all her flawed and sinful heart, that if you text a black friend, Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Ronnie? Haven't talked to you in a while, man. How you doing? <laughs> that they receive the text the same way another person who has just had a relative or close friend died receives 
a text from you saying, how you doing? So if a guy's wife dies, and three days later you text him, hey, how you doing? And you know his wife has died. You nevertheless text him, how you doing? Which would be insensitive and uncaring and stupid. A black person who hasn't had any of that kind of horrific adversity receives it the exact same way. Which is to say, according to this fool, that black people walk around in a perpetual state of mourning because of the racism that they're experiencing. If that is true, if that is true, then I would say, man, you really need to like seek counseling. You really need to seek counseling because no one should live with that degree of unhappiness. Uh, show you. Uh, let me share what else is in this fool's DEI report. It is important that you ask black people, but not white people, if they would like further discussion space, as not everyone is comfortable, ready, or simply willing to discuss at work. Huh? Yes, if you want to go up and engage a black person in conversation, you have to give them more space than you give them a white person, which to me feels a little bit like you're treating a black person differently than you treat a white person solely because the person is black, which isn't that racism? If you're treating someone differently based upon their race? So you are to, follow me now, according to the DEI consultant, you are to solve racism by being more racist. Yes. Yes. Now we're on to something. Medical students have a very limited amount of time to learn and how to be a good doctor. If you're filling some of this time with that type of training, what are you taking away? Are you taking away time from them to learn how their kidneys work or how to save someone's life? This comment came from a common sense person by the name of... Laura Morgan. She is a former registered nurse and residency coordinator at Baylor Scott and White Health in College Station, Texas. She is talking sense. And so would you like to know what happened to Laura Morgan? She got terminated for refusing to take this training. Of course she did. I hope they gave her extra space. Oh, no, they can't do that because she's white. But here's the good news. You can't ask her how she's doing because she's white. It's not racist to ask her. Unbelievable. No, no. Wrong, Bruce. Totally believable. Because it's happening right here on the Ohio State campus. Of course, it can't. You can't trouble the Columbus Dispatch to write about it. Or ABC6 or NBC4 or 10TV. Because they're too busy running hit pieces on Ted Carter's salary. Ohio State, remember. Biggest, best university in the country. Also Ohio State. Don't pay your president what his resume is worth. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.